Well, I was a captive. Sin had sentenced me to the grave. Desperate and weary, helpless for the rest of my days until you came. Now I receive all that you've done for me. And you stepped down from your glory to prove you were for me. And now the dead is paid. I will sing with abandon the cry of the ransomed. And now the dead is paid. So this is my story, I will never carry that weight, no, I want it now and forever, every single sin is erased, because of your grace, you stepped down from your glory, to prove you were for me, and now the dead is paid. With abandon, the cry of the ransom, and now the dead is paid. You stepped down from your glory to prove you were for me, and now the dead is paid. And I will sing with abandon, the cry of the ransom, and now the dead is paid. Death is defeated, forever defeated. Death is defeated. Thank God, my debt is paid. Death is defeated, forever defeated. Death is defeated. Thank God my daddy is paid. You stepped down from your glory to prove you were for me. And now the dead is paid. I will sing with abandon the cry of the ransom. And now the dead is paid. And you stepped down from your glory to prove you were for me. And now the dead is paid. And I will sing with abandon the cry of the ransom. And now the dead is Seems like most of you have already been saying hello to each other, but why don't you uh, stand up, find somebody you haven't said, said hello to. You are amazing, a God who's unchanging, you're always unfailing, the beginning and the end, you are amazing. 
Good morning, Carpenter's Way. How are you today? Um, I'm not, obviously, Mark. Um, he wanted to take some time off this weekend because he doesn't care about missions, so I'm here. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, if most of you, uh, a lot of you probably have heard rumors by now, uh, but Mark got a couple of extra gray hairs yesterday. Uh, Kevin, you go ahead and put that up. Yeah, it was a great picture. Did you see it? It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mark and Julie are, uh, are officially older than I am, so that's awesome. I'm excited. Uh, this is, if you don't know, this is uh, Mark and Julie and their son, uh, Zach. He's the guy in the beard. 
And um, Zach, Zach's not little Zachy anymore. It's weird. I was talking to him yesterday, and I thought, this, you're not old enough to have a kid. Uh, but he is. So everything went well. Someone was asking, you know, the particulars about the baby. It's about, about like that, about 30, 40 pounds, I'm sure. Uh, Mark and I are guys. We don't have the, we don't know. It's, it, yeah. So everything's going well. So uh, we're excited for them. And so obviously they are not here this morning. They're up in the Dallas area with Zach and Hannah uh, and Sam. And so we're super excited for that. Be praying for them. Uh, as uh, I was chatting with Zach a little bit yesterday and he was talking about how exhausted he was. And I thought, yeah, yeah. It's going to be the next 18 years of your life. Uh, so we're, uh, so we're very excited for them, and, and uh, thank you for your prayers for them throughout the pregnancy, and everything uh, is going very well. So uh, Mark wanted me to extend his apologies today that he was unable to be here, but obviously uh, he's where he needs to be with his family uh, and his new grandson. Uh, so thank you for uh, being here this morning. You may have noticed things look a little bit different than they typically do. Uh, this morning is our mission mo- uh, morning, and we're super excited that you're here. Uh, one of the things that's interesting, and it's always been something to me about Carpenter's Way that I love, is a lot of churches talk about missions, uh, but Carpenter's Way has been a church, I've been here almost 20 years now, and we don't talk about missions, we do missions, and we're involved in missions. Uh, we send people around the globe to do ministry, uh, and this morning you have a unique opportunity, um, and this is not a morning where we're here to raise money for missions. This is a morning where we're here to celebrate what God's doing through missions and the investment that we're able to make because of your faithfulness to give to, to Carpenter's Way. Uh, this morning, our missionaries and ministry, local ministries uh, that we support through your tithes and offerings uh, are here, and you're going to have a chance to talk to them and hear from them. And so we want to encourage you just to enjoy the morning. And, and don't worry, we're not asking you to write a big check. Uh, we're just here to celebrate what God's already doing uh, through your faithfulness. So thank you, Carpenter's Way, uh, for your faithful giving, uh, because it allows us to continue to invest in ministries around the globe as well as locally. So we're very excited uh, for this morning. Uh, a little bit, Robert uh, Grimes, our pastor of missions, is going to come up uh, and kind of lead us through that portion of our service. And so I'll let him uh, take care of introduce, introducing you to our missionaries who are here with us this morning. Uh, but it's going to be a great time. A couple announcements, and we're going to get rolling here. I want to remind you, parents, if you have children in preschool and children's, please pick them up by 1130 this morning. Uh, we want to allow our Bible study teachers, preschool children's teachers, opportunity to come out uh, to the mission tables and get a chance to meet our missionaries uh, and see what's going on out there. So if you would help us with that, that would be great. Uh, After the service, many of you have already taken advantage of talking to some of our missionaries and ministries, uh, but after the service, you're going to have that opportunity. uh, Just give you a chance just to hear what God's doing uh, locally and globally uh, through those missionaries and ministries. a lot of things in the worship guide uh, about the IF conference. There's information in there. Baby Palooza is going on. Uh, Surgeon Extreme. Uh, but uh, take a chance just to look at your worship guides, uh, and you'll see everything that's going on. So once again, thanks for coming this morning and spending some time with us. I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward as we receive the offering this morning. And do want to remind you that if you're our guest this morning, we don't, uh, we don't ask you to give anything. We just want you to come and enjoy our time together as we worship and as we hear what God's doing. So let me pray for us. God, we are so grateful for this morning, and, and God, we just, first of all, I want to say thank you for Zach and Hannah and, and little Sam, and, and God, we, we celebrate with Mark and Julie as they start this next, next chapter in their lives as grandparents, and, and pray your blessings on their family. 
Uh, God, as we gather together this morning, we are so excited about the ministries and the missionaries that are here to share what you're doing in their little corners of the world. And, and God, as a pastor, I'm so excited that we get to be a small part of what's going on. Thank you for the faithfulness of this church over the years to support missions, not only by giving money, but by going. So I pray this morning as we worship together, as we listen to the missionaries speak, God, I pray that you would encourage us. I pray that you would challenge us. God, I pray that you would help us all to see that, that you called all of us to be missionaries, whether it's across the sea or it's in our own communities. You've called every one of us. So I pray this morning that, God, you would just remind us that you have a plan and a purpose for every one of our lives. And God, as we receive this offering, God, I pray that you would continue to bless this church so that we can continue to send missionaries out, continue to support missions and ministries locally and globally. God, we give you this time. In Jesus' name we pray. passes and you're more than welcome to stand and worship with us. Once a sinner now I'm What's condemned now I made free He turned my darkness into love Now I see What's in ashes there's beauty What's in pieces I'm complete my Redeemer now resides, He lives in me. Oh, He is alive, and I am bound to death no more.
Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. All my people, trust in Him at all times. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge.
we stand before you just amazed. We stand before you and we declare with our lips, Lord, that you are holy. There is none beside you. God, we thank you for every blessing that you've uh, given. We thank you, Lord, for those things that we don't even know, the things, the times that you've protected us, the times that you've steered us straight. And God, most of all, we thank you that, that you came, you lived, and you're alive. And you are alive. And Lord, we just, uh, we ask Lord, that you just open up our hearts as, uh, as we go into this time of questioning and answering with our missionaries. And God, that you just open our hearts and just uh, give them the words to say this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you guys will give us like a minute or two, we're going to kind of set up the stage here so uh, you can talk amongst yourselves for like a minute or two, okay? We'll be right back.
so I was uh, born not too far from here. Uh, grew up around here. Um, we didn't really go to church growing up, um, but uh, I would say that I came to faith when I was around uh, 15, 16 years old, um, when I started attending Carpenter's Way here. Um, that was when I really learned what it meant to uh, follow um, Jesus. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so that's when I would say that I came to faith. Um, and then, uh, yeah, now, uh, other than um, through that whole process, uh, I got more and more involved uh, just in the youth group and what was going on, and um, through talking with uh, Jeff Bonin, uh, you know, that was really, um, I remember conversations with him in the parking lot, uh, and, you know, him basically saying, well, it sounds like, you know, you are called to ministry, and so I remember talking with him about it, I remember talking with Mark Wilkie about it, uh, and then, you know, my ministry involvement just sort of got ramped up. Uh, many of y'all in here know Clear. Um, they do the, uh, the BBS. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I traveled with them for a summer. And then once I graduated high school, I went up uh, to Chicago to the Moody Bible Institute. And it was at Moody where I actually uh, got involved with crew military and began volunteering on base. And, uh, yeah, after I graduated, I came on staff with them. And it's, uh, it's been kind of a wild ride. Uh, and uh, I love it. Um, I would say right now, um, what God is doing uh, has been really teaching uh, us a lot about just uh, trust. Um, some of you know, um, but I don't know if everybody knows, the last two years for Allie and I have been really kind of crazy. Um, our son turns two in a couple weeks, um, but his birth was a really difficult process, um, and Allie was in the hospital for two weeks after he was born, and then it was another few months before she was really um, fully recovered from it. And then um, almost a year ago, um, you know, this week, I had my first seizure out of nowhere and was diagnosed with epilepsy. And so uh, the past couple years have just been this really strange time of uh, what's going on. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of trusting in God and you know, trying to figure out all of a sudden our lives are very different and, and what does that look like and um, what does your faith look like when things just come out of nowhere um, like that so yeah I would say that's kind of what I've been doing um, more recently. I'll repeat it for you. <laughs> okay, so tell us about you. Okay, about where you were born, how you got saved, uh, how you were called in full-time service to the Lord, what God's doing in your life right now? Uh, <clears throat> my Tell name us is. Who you are. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, my name is uh, Daniel. Um, uh, me and my wife came from St. Petersburg, Russia. Uh, but originally, I was born in uh, former Soviet Republic, uh, Kazakhstan. The area uh, where I'm from also very uh, hot and also has a like a, inside uh, the country has a name Texas. Uh, yeah. So if you will be in Kazakhstan on the north and you can say I, I will go to Texas, it means you go to the south of Kazakhstan. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, just uh, originally I came from there, uh, from uh, South Kazakhstan of Texas, and uh, uh, I uh, moved to St. Petersburg. Uh, um, 
for my study in university, Polytechnical University. I became a Christian in a small Baptist church there uh, in on, uh, on Kazakhstan uh, at my when I was 16 years. Uh, I grew up in the Orthodox uh, culture, so I always uh, on the holidays attended to the Orthodox Church as many many uh, Orthodox do. But always I afraid the pictures inside the temple and I didn't feel the God's love. And I had a lot of questions about love. And after this uh, research, I came to faith. And after I became a student, I met the crew staff here, uh, there on campus, on my Polytechnical University. Uh, the first or uh, second year, I, uh, I was participating in this uh, student uh, Christian uh, club. I was thinking it's like a funny Christian student club. Before, before I came to the first mission trip to another city with other students on my uh, fourth grade. And before I, I, I knew that uh, I need to share gospel, I need to talk about my faith with non-believers, but it's just like, a, for me it was like a situation should be okay and other things, but on this mission trip I understood that, oh, it's like a, a lot of people, unknown people, even unknown people, needs Christ and they are just uh, reply to the Jesus, uh, message about Jesus. And it was like, it was touched my heart. And after my, uh, when I graduated in, at the university, I have uh, three ways of uh, my uh, career, like uh, career. Uh, go to uh, study uh, after university, uh, and they invited me to go to America because my speciality was physics of lasers. Uh, I like America, but uh, for me the speciality is not so uh, so interesting for me because it was a little boring. Science, it's like uh, for sure, like for me it's boring. I understand that uh, a lot of people like science, but I didn't like. It. So, <laughs> so. Uh, another job opportunity was engineering work. Another one is like I would participate in, in campus, uh, on campus, and like God uh, showed me the passage. Like there is a lot of uh, plenty of uh, I would say uh, a lot of uh, f fields, and uh, but nobody. Uh, to do, nobody, uh, people who, who will go to, to there, to these fields, and, and the fruits are there, and from Matthew, and it's like, uh, touch my heart, and like I see, I saw that a lot of students in our city, in Russia, and uh, all over the world, and uh, don't, don't know Christ, and I see that strategically students is very important, uh, uh, part of the society. So I became a staff and uh, I now I'm a team leader and I see the like that God spread the uh, 
my vision, spirit, my influence among the students through the others. So I really glad that God called me to this ministry. I go with him. <laughs> uh, my name is Ksenia. I was born in Siberia. I was grew up there and graduated. And during my college years, I received Christ through my mom, who received Christ uh, six months before me. And it is interesting. Uh, she was. Um, she received Christ because of Canadian missionaries came to Siberia only for two weeks. And her neighbor, um, she uh, invited her to a church to see a real Canadian in Siberia. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a kind of wild, wild region. <laughs> um, and to see foreigners there, it's not a common, uh, something common. And uh, she received Christ and started to pray for me. After six months, of course, she shared gospel with me and stuff. And uh, when I received Christ after her, it was first year uh, of crew uh, started mission in my college, in my campus. It was interesting because every Sunday I went to church by myself. And I pray God that in my dorm, uh, it was about um, 800 people who doesn't know Christ yet. And I go to church by myself. And I started to pray for students around me, for my groupmates. Uh, in the two months, we went five people of us go to church every Sunday. It was so encouraging, and I, I uh, was a part of uh, crew ministry in my college. It was Bible studies, it was outreaches. So it was not, no question for me to join as a staff and I graduated. So now uh, it's a privilege for me to be part of God's work, even I stay at home with our five kids. <laughs> so, and it's a privilege to see your church here and see all these tables outside this room uh, that we can see how God works around the world.
So one came up. Uh, I met the director of Students International, it's uh, where we serve, uh, through my wife. And uh, it was about women missionary, so I didn't want that. So I'll keep searching. I kept searching and searching. Um, so God shut a lot of doors and kicked me through the <laughs> door that was wide open for me, which was to be a missionary. I was very scared. Um, but yeah, it's been almost three years uh, serving that ministry and uh, that's, yeah. Hello, my name is Melissa and I was born in Missouri, or no, I moved to Guatemala from Missouri, but I was born in Ohio. Um, and my family up and moved to Guatemala when I was 15. So kind of a missionary kid, grew up a little bit um, in Guatemala. And then when I met Luis, I really feel like um, God really started pulling on my heart to just focus more on God and um, just see how I can serve his kingdom. Um, but I grew up in a Christian home and really strong Christian parents that led me in the right way. I'm so thankful for them. And, um, God is teaching us a lot of trust right now. And we're really excited um, about what this next year will bring.
been a great adventure of serving the Lord. And to be able to see how God is transforming lives and transforming my life as well. That, that is what gives me the strength to continue on and to continue telling what he's done for us. So we're pushing them and encouraging them that what they're learning about God with us, they 
teach it to their children. So that So I'm more like in the backstage. So um, what we do is that we, uh, year-round, we build relationships with the communities. We work in several many uh, different communities, and we just go to their houses, we visit, we are part of it, the, we're their friends. We show them that we're the same. We're both, or we're all children of God, and we, uh, disciple them too. That's what we do year round. And when we have teams that come, because uh, that's what's called Students International, we have a lot of students that come and they join us on what we do. That's, that's what we do. We, they just join and we create that bridge between the students or the team members and the community. So everyone can have a perspective of each other's worlds uh, and that's and share testimonies and that's, and that's beautiful. Um, so, uh, uh, in my daily life, I guess, I just, um, yeah, I don't wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> more, more like 7. Uh, I live closer from the community center where we have our offices and where we start the day. And I live five minutes away, so I live at 825 from my house. And, yeah, we get there. We, uh, we do have devotionals. We, um, uh, I just get on the computer and start looking at a bunch of numbers. I do run a lot of errands. Uh, when I introduce myself to teams, I said, I'm the one that runs the errands. Because <laughs> I'm always driving people around. Uh, I'm always going to the airport to pick up uh, the team. So whenever you come, I'm, I'm going to pick you up. 
and from the airport and then uh, bring you to our community. Uh, yeah, uh, and Alyssa, my wife, she supports me a lot. Uh, she, she stays home some of the days and uh, some of the days in the week she will come with me and she'll be translating from, for everyone, translating and helping uh, go Mosheni, going with uh, yeah, the different uh, site leaders, uh, translating their new, our newsletters too. So, so yeah, uh, I would like to explain more when you come to our table. Thanks. Well, I feel like I focused on uh, multiply disciples and raise them. <laughs> and take care of them. <laughs> but a uh, couple years ago, uh, we started a small home church uh, to open, like several families, to open our house for those people who are not going to church, I mean, as a building, but they really like to join small group at somebody's home uh, to have a lunch together and then worship and then reading Bible and uh, they are not Christian yet but it's so good to see them how, how they want to uh, know more about God, about Bible so it's worth it to open our uh, houses from like, different families and uh, because Russia became more and more a uh, Muslim country because we have, in St. Petersburg, we have one-fifth of Muslim uh, from Middle Asia countries. We see the, uh, the students and people from Middle Asia. Uh, it is easy for them to, to come to our house and not easier for them to go to church on Sunday morning. So that's why uh, we have like this small community for, for them to uh, and also, uh, of course, student, uh, college student, also, uh, every time around us, and also young moms who have so many questions how to raise kids, uh, how, where I uh, receive the energy, and how I solve many problems. And I share with them gospel because I can't do it by myself. So it's easy for me to, to be among them and share with them about God's love, about His support, about everything uh, uh, that he, he is doing in our lives. Uh, my, uh, I could say that uh, I will emphasize our, uh, our exercise of the students. <clears throat> so. Uh, we attend and we visit uh, students' uh, cafeterias, uh, shopping malls where they have a lunch, have a dinner, and we started conversation with them. It's just how we make uh, outreaches. And we uh, trying to, on this example, trying to teach our students, uh, disciples, how to, you can, uh, share your gospel with uh, uh, some gospel cards, with uh, some uh, surveys and others. And um, we, we split it in our team, 
we split the day in two or three parts. The first part when they uh, at the more in the morning. Uh, it's a part of preparation time because uh, mostly students uh, uh, on the in the in the university, uh, and so we can prepare. We can have a team planning and prayers before the uh, lunch, and this is uh, about four hours in, uh, before lunch. And uh, it depends from the day. We have different uh, different events. Um, and uh, also administration work, we have some uh, as a team leader and each staff has this. And also after the lunch, we have uh, two times, A and B. A means like you can uh, uh, go and uh, meet with your disciples, uh, have a personal time with them, have a mentorship time with them. It just uh, always should be uh, free for your disciples and you can arrange and you can tell this is for your time let's meet this time and time B it's a meetings with a new students with a, a students which interest in gospel we also go to the campuses we go to the universities St. Petersburg have more than uh, 100 universities and more than 400,000 uh, students we have a lot of uh, work and we have a big scope and we have to always travel around the city too. So it depends from the day we travel to the different universities and meet with the students there. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, always we just uh, spend a lot of time also in metro, like uh, for example, typical trip in St. Petersburg is one hour, two and one hour back by the public transportation, it's fine. It's like all the, all the people uh, in the city say, oh, it's, it's not too far. But uh, unfortunately, I, I understand it's like uh, for some cities it's far. And what else? Um, yeah, we, we really, really like to see how God is working in different uh, universities. And it depends for sure, like uh, if that techni technical university or humanitarian university it depends uh, some we have uh, universities with a lot of girls and some universities with a, a lot of boys so it just also depends how we are working there yeah and uh, yeah and uh, uh, we are uh, also have a uh, trips it depends from the uh, season we have a trip to another cities uh, and encourage uh, the churches and students there to and uh, teach them how to share gospel and how to disciple their uh, students who interest in, uh, in faith. Um, let's see. What was the focus of our ministry and what does a typical day look like? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's see. Uh, the focus of our ministry, uh, Great Lakes Naval Base is the only naval boot camp. Um, so our focus is um, on recruits and brand new sailors. Um, so we um, really only have access to the recruits on Sunday mornings. So we uh, come in there, um, the chaplain preaches, and then we get to stand up front, and any recruits that want to come forward for prayer, we pray with them. 
which is by far the most amazing thing uh, we get to do. And then afterwards, we teach classes. Um, you know, we teach gospel classes. Um, we teach um, sort of basics of the faith classes. And then uh, once they graduate from boot camp, uh, about a third of them go across the street and uh, stay there for their initial um, training in the Navy. And so we have a Friday night Bible study for them and a Sunday morning Bible study for them as well. Um, and then we also have an officer's Bible study um, and some family ministries that we're trying to start up. Um, so that's kind of the focus um, at Great Lakes in a way is um, how can we reach these young men and women as early as we can um, in their time in the military um, so that when they get out into the fleet, um, they can live out their faith um, and live it out well. And uh, that's, that's really what we're, we're hoping to do um, with that. Uh, a typical day in my life is... Uh, I'll let you know when I have one, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, the last year or so has been, yeah, uh, the, uh, most people in the military uh, will be familiar with this phrase, Semper Gumby, always flexible. Uh, and so that's kind of our motto. And, uh, you know, it's just, there's always change. And uh, for me this past year, uh, I've actually been transitioning out of a field role and into a more administrative role um, where I am coaching um, our new staff through the support raising process. Um, crew military is in this position where they're wanting to aggressively expand to more bases throughout the U.S. And uh, so I've been um, brought into that and I'm our primary coach um, for our new staff. And so I'm kind of doing a little bit of both. So mostly my days actually consist of now um, doing a lot of phone calls, a lot of conference calls, a lot of paperwork, um, trying to get, uh, trying to make sure that they have all the tools that they need um, making sure that they're hitting their goals, keeping them accountable, um, those those sorts of things. And so it's a it's a lot of work to get somebody from uh, from zero dollars a month all the way to whatever their goal is. Uh, but it's it's super fun and it's amazing. I get to um, you know meet a lot of um, really um, great people throughout that. Uh, and since you know the base is right there, I I'm still have a foot in that field ministry. And I still get to interact with. Uh, and have meetings with chaplains pretty um, frequently and um, get to attend um, the Bible studies with sailors, um, which is always fun. Okay, so we did a little short on time, so I'm going to cut this next question down just a little bit. I want you, each of you to tell me, with a short answer, what is the most discouraging part of mission work and what is the most encouraging part of mission work? Yeah, that's, uh, okay, I'll, I'll go with encouraging. That one's an easy one to answer. I would say the most encouraging part of, of missions work is um, being in a place that not many people get to go to and uh, be able to meet someone there. Um, at boot camp, it's a very unique point in these um, young people's lives, and they are just in a, in a time of transition where they are just literally being torn apart and rebuilt. Uh, and it is very difficult. It literally takes uh, three to five months to get access um, to go into um, boot camp. And so um, to be able uh, to have the privilege of, of being and meeting them there and sharing the gospel with them and, and praying with them and building them up in their faith um, has, has got to be the most amazing thing I've ever um, had the pleasure of doing. Um, as far as the most discouraging thing, I think, um, at least for us at, at, at our ministry, um, because it's, a, it's, it's just a training base, people are always going. Um, we are lucky 
to um, get four or five weeks for the recruit. They're there for eight weeks, but um, they may not come every Sunday. Um, and then if they stay there for um, their A school training, um, we're lucky to get three, six months with them, um, depending on what, what school they're going through and, and how quickly they get orders um, to go out. Um, and then every once in a while, you know, we'll, we'll get the opportunity uh, to build, you know, deeper relationships with some of the instructors there. Uh, but even then, that's a maximum of three years. Um, most people um, will even sometimes have their um, time shortened there because the Navy needs them somewhere else. And so we're just constantly saying goodbye to people just as we get to know them. And uh, that can be a, a really difficult thing that, that we had to learn to just figure out how to do it's, um, So it, it can be kind of lonely sometimes um, with that. Mm, the most encouragement uh, thing uh, in our ministry, I could say that uh, I, uh, I think it's like we invest in our lives in others. And uh, this is investment which never uh, which never you will never regret about this and um, uh, when I see and the most discouraging for sure like uh, by the flesh and when you invest a lot of time in the disciple but just he just left uh, God or just doesn't want to work with God but I understand that it's not it's worth it anyway uh, and sometimes discouraging also uh, it takes a lot of time, uh, maybe more than you expected. And uh, yeah, uh, this is the, I could say, very short answer to the question. Um, the most encouraging part is when I think about um, our mission, like in a wide, like in a wide picture. I, I see how Russia and missions in Russia, they are very few, but they still can influence into um, this part of the world, which is so close, uh, like uh, North Korea or Middle Asia. And even now, we have some missionaries from Russia who can travel to North Korea and to do something like steps by step, small steps, to doing something for the uh, hidden church in North Korea, for example. And discouraging, I think, uh, the laws in Russia getting um, more difficult, and it's getting worse year by year. So it was not the same as five years ago when we visited uh, last time your church. So maybe it uh, still, uh, Sometimes I feel we complain, but compared with other countries, we have such a good freedom. Uh, I mean, when you live among these people who try to earn money in Russia from Middle Asia, and they, their life is so hard. So, yeah. Okay, so something encouraging is that I can rejoice every time the staff leader tell us something good because uh, we all shared our stories and I can just reach out with them and we have many many stories of people being saved uh, even people that 
go from the States to Guatemala, being safe in Guatemala is just huge, or uh, see how they grow in their relationship with God, that's very, very encouraging for, for me. Uh, something discouraging, um, it's very personal. Um, I love discipling one-on-one, -on -one. and so I start, I've started discipling kids, and they're coming, and uh, for a few weeks, and they, 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 they just stop coming, and I'm calling them, going to their house, and trying to find them, they don't come. It has been discouraging, but I always have that hope that they will keep in mind what we, what, what they have learned, so, yeah. Uh, I think something encouraging about being a missionary is being able to see on groups that come down repeat faces. And it's cool to come on a mission trip, but it's really cool when you come back. And it's so encouraging to see that you believe um, in what's going on in that mission enough to come twice or more. So that's really encouraging. And another, like Louis said, something that's really um, discouraging is um, when you can't see the growth that God is doing in their hearts. And it's not our job to make the growth, but God's the one working in their hearts, but maybe we won't see it. And that's kind of hard to remember sometimes, so you get kind of discouraged if you feel like nobody's stepping forward in their faith. <laughs> bueno, creo que una de las cosas difíciles dentro del ministerio so I think that's something really hard inside of ministry para mí es cuando uno se enferma so for me it's when someone is sick porque no das todo lo que realmente estás listo para hacer so you give everything that you can but you're not ready to do it porque siempre hay alguien a decirte estoy enfermo y tú estás enfermo entonces tienes que orar por ese enfermo y es un poco difícil so if they come or they don't come so they're sick and you're sick and you want to pray for them but you're sick and nobody's feeling well so it's kind of hard. Siempre pedimos cuando llega un equipo de estudiantes siempre nos dicen ¿por qué quieren que ores por ti? Y siempre pido que oren por mi salud. So I, when the teams come they say how can we pray for you? And so I always ask them to pray for my health. Y creo que una de las cosas de, que da mucha satisfacción so something that makes me really happy to see. Es cuando llega una mujer y me dice, Señor, ya me di cuenta que no soy tan enojada como antes. So was when a lady comes and says, Hey, Shani, I realized I'm not as mad as I used to be. Y yo creo que ahí podemos darnos cuenta realmente que el Señor está trabajando en la vida de esa And that's how we can see really that the Lord is working in their lives. También me encanta saber cuando ellas llegan y me dicen, Señor, fíjense que yo le pedí a Dios por tal cosa y mi esposo ya me lo regaló. And I love to see it when they come to me and they say, Shani, I was asking for something and my husband gave it to me. Y se recuerda que se lo estábamos pidiendo a Dios en oración. And remember how we were praying about that? Entonces me encanta escuchar cuando ellas disfrutan una respuesta del Señor. So I love to tiempo. see that they them enjoying an answer from the Lord that they've been praying for for a while. Dios es bueno. So God is good. Okay, one, one last question and then we'll see if anybody has a question out in the audience. Uh, if you could say one thing to the, uh, I'm sorry, what advice would you have for someone who is thinking about serving the Lord full-time, vocationally, in mission work? And it doesn't have to be everybody respond. If there's one or two of that want to respond to that, it would be great. Anybody want to respond to that? 
yeah, I mean, I think my advice would be um, go slow and be open-handed. Uh, as some, I mean, a lot of you in here know me. I went to Moody um, so that I could get a degree and then um, I wanted to be a pastor. Um, my roommate was a missions major and uh, I remember telling him that I was glad that there were missions majors so that I didn't have to be one. Um, when I first applied uh, to Crew, I actually deleted my application uh, and it wasn't until their HR director reached out to me and encouraged me to finish it. Uh, it was only after I finished the application that they told me that um, it was support raised. I honestly just didn't know that much about Crew. Uh, and so um, when I joined with Crew, um, the idea was that I was going to do it for two or three years while I, uh, you know, Allie finished up her undergrad and then, you know, maybe then I was going to go into pastoring. I just got my five-year certificate. Uh, and then now I'm transitioning into a coach. Uh, so I'm doing it. I'm transitioning into a job that I didn't know existed when I joined Crew, which is an organization I didn't know existed until I went to Moody, which is a college I didn't know existed until I met Mark. Uh, and so that's what I would say is go slow and be open-handed because you'll never know what God's going to do. And I absolutely love what I'm doing now, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So, yeah. Anybody else? Um, I, I really advise also to, to go uh, uh, at least one or two times to mission trip. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't uh, have a chance to go there, apply your documents or find the opportunity for the mission trip. Yeah, it's worth it. And also, uh, even for our missionary family, <laughs> very encouraging when we read the books about other missionaries. For example, the recent book we, uh, call, uh, we read, it's, it was very encouraging, and our whole team encouraged from this book, uh, names Brushko, it's about one American missionary in Colombia. It's just, uh, it's so totally amazing book and I like, that's also advice. Uh, find a good book and read it family and with a family or by yourself, it's really important. Think twice, or three times or hundred times, but not to stay with only your thinking, try something. Uh, to do because uh, I think it's uh, uh, every time it's step of faith. Uh, even you go on a short-term mission or you go on a long-term mission, it's a step of faith every day. So I think something that it's very important is that you don't go alone. Um, that you find people that can be that you can be accountable to, um, to be able to not just be out there doing what you're doing with no accountability. Um, definitely have a team that knows what you are, that prays with you, that, that they know what you're struggling with, that they can pray for you, and so you're not just running out by yourself. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're right at 11 o'clock. Is there anybody out here that has any questions?
they would like to direct to one of the missionaries. If you do, come up here to this mic real quick and, and, and we'll let you ask your question. And it's okay. I know we put the mic up here, but that's the reason is because I can't hear Clayton way back there in the back whenever he asks a question. So it's too far away. Anybody have a question? Okay. So we have a table set up out there, and it would be, I, th I think what you see, what we wanted you to see out of this is, is that no matter where these missionaries are from, whether they're here in Lufkin, or they're in Texas, or they're somewhere in the United States, or they're overseas, one of the things that came out last night, we're all family. And that's important to remember. And so you're seeing your family that is in other places. And so it's really important for you, one, to pray for them and really be open to hearing the Lord speak to you about going on a mission trip. Because it's not only about, you know, you going, it's about you're going to encourage them as missionaries. You know, for, I was telling a couple of people last night, you know, in the past it was always give your money for missions, and we do that, and we write a check. And what we want, what we want you here to do is actually experience the missionaries and to be able to encourage them and speak to them. And guess what? In the long run, it's a big encouragement to you. So it's really important that we, we support our family, whether locally or internationally. So when you go out here to these tables, we didn't ask some of the questions. We're, we're actually broadcasting live on the Internet. So ask other questions like, what's going on in Russia? Okay, what's going on in, in Guatemala? See what they're experiencing in, 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 the, in the foreign countries. And speak to your missionaries out there that are local, that, are, that, that struggle also. So that you'll know how to pray for them. And you'll know how to get involved with them. Uh, that's what it's all about. And again, it's kind of like Daniel said down there, get your papers. Get your passport. Okay? In case God does call you, you're ready to go. Because foreign missions is, uh, and, and Josh and I both, uh, my first foreign mission was with Josh. Yeah, that was my first foreign mission, and that had a, a huge effect on my life. And I know it had a huge effect on Josh's life, too. So when you go out today, please take time to stop by and, and talk to the missionaries and visit with them and, and encourage them. We, we, as you know, on Sundays we have a table set up, which is not out there today, but we have a table set up that has the little sheets of paper on them. Take those that, that you're led to take and put them in your refrigerator and pray for them. Keep contact them. Get their contact information while you're out there. Contact them and, and so that you can know what their prayer requests are and, thing, and things like that. And before we leave, I cannot uh, leave without thanking the mission investment team. Uh, I don't know how many are in here, and I know this is going to be embarrassing, but if you're part of the mission investment team, why don't you stand up for just a second, including you, Jared. <laughs> They, they did a fantastic job of getting this set up. And each of them is responsible for a certain number of these missionaries to keep in touch with them. We, we touch base with them at least once a month and try to find out what's going on in their lives so we can let y'all know about it. So anyway, I'm going to close this in a prayer, and then y'all uh, go outside. Uh, at the doors, they're going to hand out a, a little flyer, one for each family, uh, so you'll know who's out there so you can have that. Okay, let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for allowing us to be uh, 
involved with these missionaries, for you leading them to us and leading us to them. And Lord, we just pray that as we leave this place today, that you will burden our heart for missions, whether it's, uh, Lord, whether it's local, in the state or the nation or internationally, that you would burden our heart for missions. Lord, that we would get involved. We would trust you that you can handle whatever we think may not work. So, Lord, bless these missionaries as they travel. Bless the missionaries and ministries that are out in that lobby. I pray for a hedge of protection around them, and I pray that you would use them in a mighty way. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.